So, we have reached episode 60 of Vibe Drive. And with episode 60, brings one of the best audio YouTubers ever to the podcast. We got Genki on deck. And Vibe Drive starts now. What's up, people? This your boy, Viper, the man about tech. And welcome back to another episode of Fight Drive. This is the podcast about tech hosted by the man about tech. And as I just alluded to in my introduction, I have one of the best audio YouTubers to ever grace the platform. Let's bring in my man, Mr. Genki himself. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? How do you, how do I even follow that? I mean, you come in with that kind of energy, and I, I'm kind of low key monotone, so I, I I can't bring it like you do. Listen, man, all you got to do is be yourself, and the rest will take care of itself. All right, I I, I can do that for you. Daddy, put us up. All right, so this is this is gonna be interesting because I already because the podcast just started. We only five seconds into the podcast, and I already got beef with you. I got beef with you, Gamski. Oh, oh, I knew there had to be something. I was like, he's got, not he's not inviting me on to be nice. <laughs> I got beef. I got beef. So right. I was looking through your channel earlier today, okay. and I happened to come across your top ten wireless earbuds of 2019. So Ooh, I'm looking down the list. You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. I'm looking yeah. down the list, and I'm looking. I'm thinking to myself, where in the blue monkey nipple are the Apple AirPod Pro? They okay. were conspicuously absent on your list. So you got to explain what's going on with that. All right. Okay. I've said this. A uh, hundred times. I think the AirPods, the AirPods Pro, I think they are actually really good devices. Usually whenever I do, well, actually all the time when I do my top fives, top tens, it's always based off what I think has the best value. And that's where my problem with Apple, the AirPods come in because they're good if you're in Apple's ecosystem. I still think they're overpriced, even though I think they are good products. Especially if you're like me and like, you know, El Jefe, where we test a lot of earbuds, then that's where you start to compare it because we're used to hearing, you know, some that are $50, $100, $150, as opposed to where like the AirPod Pros are $250. So if you're looking at them from a price standpoint, there's there's no way they're on the top 10. If you're looking at them from a functionality standpoint and you're in Apple's ecosystem, I completely get it. They're not bad products, and the AirPod Pros actually sound really good. So I give them credit, but they still don't belong on that list. Okay, I know. Okay, okay. Let me, let me. I need to make sure I understood what I just heard clearly. Okay, you just explained to me that you take into account value, right? Right. You like what you said. You said value, and right. I know one of the biggest complaints about AirPod Pro is that they don't sound like the competition. And I always tell people it's, it's not, not about, about the, it's not about the sound quality. It's right. about the value, the feature set, especially if you are in the Apple ecosystem. Now, I know that not everybody's in the Apple ecosystem, but we already know that in this country alone, <clears throat> over 60% of households own multiple Apple devices. Okay. So we know that status out there. Right. So there are a lot of people, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of people that own multiple Apple devices, which means that they are probably more than likely in the Apple ecosystem. And if you are in the Apple ecosystem, there is no arguing the value that AirPods bring. So knowing the information that I just presented to you, 
you can you still really omit them from your list? Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, like value to me is sound above anything. So I value sound more than uh, somebody else may value the ease of use or the functionality of something. If that's where you know their value is, then yes, AirPods would be you know number one, number two, whatever. Especially if you're in Apple's ecosystem. But if sound and value is your top option, that that that's the only reason I wouldn't put AirPods like on that list. Um, again, I I don't think they're bad products by any means. I I just think and and when most people buy them, um, it kind of falls in that same line of beats where people are buying uh, what they see in stores, what's easily marketed to them, what there's commercials for left and right, and a lot of people are not aware of all of these other brands and other companies that are out there. So that's that's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we got to agree to disagree on that one. I mean, you're the audio dude, so I'll let you have that one. I don't agree, but I'll let you have that one. No, but I understand its value in your everyday use. I get, I do get that. I just think if, if somebody were to come to me, and this is kind of how I look at it, if somebody were to come to me and just say, what should I buy? The first question wouldn't be, you know, what phone do you have? Just simply because I value sound first. So that's kind of how I gauge it. Now, if somebody were to come to you and ask you what earbuds should they buy and you say, okay, well, do you own an iPhone? You would immediately go to AirPods Mm -hmm. because you value that functionality over, you know, having the best sound. I, I guess that's the easy, that's the best way I can explain it. Right. But again, it's not like the AirPods are terrible sounding though. They sound pretty decent. No, 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 no. They're, they're not bad at all. And that, that goes for the regular ones and that goes for the pros. Gotcha. Okay. So I guess, how do I start this next part? How long have you been on YouTube? Um, five years. Five years. So what brought you to YouTube? Uh, the first thing that brought me to YouTube, uh, because I, I'm, I guess just like any YouTuber where you, you find yourself watching a bunch of different people. Um, there's a lot of reviewers that I watched and originally I thought I was going to also kind of add gaming onto the channel, which is where the the name kind of came from. But it ends up being that like focusing in on audio, which has always been this huge, huge part of my life uh, because I always bought headphones and earbuds and stuff anyway. So I was like, I've got to figure out a way to be able to at least tell people about these products that I'm trying out. And like your average consumer was a huge influence on this channel. Mm-hmm. I used to watch all of his headphone reviews and like the uh, the girlfriend tests where he did the sound sound leak for other people to hear. So it was my way of going, okay, I need to start reviewing some of these so that maybe I can recoup some of this money that I'm pouring into headphones, which then has turned into this where I've got headphones and earbuds stacked everywhere and it's hard to get to. Them. I mean, uh, El Jefe will tell you the same thing. Like he's backed up. And companies want to just get their products out there. So now you just you run out of stuff to try. <laughs> that is crazy to hear you say that you run out of stuff to try. But I might, you kind of answered my next question. I was going to say why audio. But uh, I mean, you already answered it. You said audio been a big part of your life. So that makes sense. I, I think audio and I, I worded that wrong, not run out of stuff to try. You run out of time to right. try all the stuff you get. But audio specifically is one of those things that as cheesy as it sounds it's really universal to everybody. Like 
Everybody enjoys music to a certain extent. Everybody uses headphones or earbuds or AirPods or whatever to whatever extent. And so audio for me, like it goes way, way back. And I know you know about like, you know, the cassette players, the CD players, like when they oh, first yeah. came out, like you had to hold them like this and you couldn't move them or the CD would skip. Like music's always been an escape just to get away from whatever's going on. And everybody has their own things going on. So headphones and audio is a way to just kind of tune that stuff out. And so it just became a big part of my life because, you know, all the things that you go through through life, sometimes you just need to get away. And, and that was always my escape. And then headphones. And it's kind of hard to admit this because everybody has, you know, their own feelings towards Beats by Dre. But the first time that I was walking through a bet. It wasn't the first time through Best Buy, but the Beats by Dre first headphones came out. I stopped by and I put them on and immediately like it was my first time with some really nice over the ear headphones. And the first thing was I had to have these. <laughs> and so when I went, when I got them, I started doing a little more research, started searching out headphones to see what could possibly be better than this. And then you find out there's a lot that can be better than this. And so it just became this endless search to find the perfect headphones, which I don't think exists, but it's fun to keep trying to find them. And that's kind of how this started. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Uh, True wireless earbuds. What are your favorites right now? Um, I think it's really hard <laughs> to top the Sony WF-1000XM3s. Yep. Um, I thought they were really good when they came out, but Sony still did um, some updates to be able to fix a few little the control issues, volume stuff. Um, so they are still, you know, even pushing those to fix those, even though they've been out a while. So that one's the first one I'd recommend. Uh, the next one isn't even out yet, but it's kind of the reason I went to CES, but the new one more ANC true wireless mm -hmm. earbuds, mm -hmm. because I think active noise canceling and the AirPods pro AirPod pros are a big reason for this um, because all these companies are going to compete, but active noise canceling in true wireless earbuds is going to be the huge thing this year. Yeah. I'm so, here for it, man. I'm here for it. And again, if you're an Apple person, the AirPod Pros are excellent noise-canceling earbuds. No doubt. Even though, like I told you guys in my video, uh, I think it was last night, I think after that recent firmware update for the AirPod Pros, they kind of did something to the active noise cancellation. So I don't know, but hopefully they'll get that back because that's not cool. Yeah, I've heard about that. And Bose, I don't know if you know about like this, but when the new Bose came out, it wasn't selling too well. Mm -hmm. So they did an update to the QC35 twos, which has always been their popular headphone, mm. which also killed the noise canceling, which was kind of trying to push their consumers, their customers into buying the new ones. Ooh. So you got to watch some of these companies. Oh, you got to. You got to. All right. I have been watching videos lately on the both NC700 because I, I would kind of consider getting them. I'm not anymore, but I would kind of consider getting them. But I remember your video where you brought them and returned them. So tell us why you returned them ultimately. Um, well, the main reason I returned them was when they came out, um, they weren't ready. Like the app is such a huge part of being able to use those because of the different noise canceling levels. And plus they're pushing, you know, these having that augmented reality 
the way that they're supposed to function. Well, none of that was ready. And wait, 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 wait. Me, I, we need to repeat that. I need you to repeat that for the people in the back. So if I heard you correctly, you said that Bold released a product, a mainstream big time product that wasn't ready. Did you just say that? Yep. Yep. Oh and, my I, God. And, I, and I caught so much crap for it because people just assume that I was trying to put down Bose because it's a big comp. I love Bose stuff. Ooh. Um, it was just, and, and the same thing happened to Lou from Unbox Therapy. When he did his video, the app didn't work right. And it yep. specifically didn't work right with, I don't remember if it was his iPhone or his Android device, but he could get it to work on the other. The main thing still is it didn't work 100% on both platforms. So you can't release a product, especially when you're Bose, and if it's like half-ass and it's not going to work. Oh, oh. So. Oh, oh, oh my lord, we got shot fired on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Bold, yeah. If you're listening, you better tighten up, baby. You better tighten that ship up, baby, because Sony <laughs> is coming for your neck. Yeah. And you can't be releasing a headphone with an app that's half baked, baby. You can't do that here, Bold. But you know what? I think that's the problem. I think they, because Sony has been climbing into uh, noise canceling the way that it is, oh, they're yeah. pressured to put out something competing against the Sonys because the QC 35s twos are still good, yep. but the Sonys are better and yep. Bose needs to come out with something better. So I just think they said the hell with it. Just put it on the shelves. These dummies will buy it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So, what is happening tonight? Wait, wait. Oh my Lord. <laughs> he just laid it on both. Wow. Oh Lord. There's just, well, there's Ooh. no excuse. Mm. Mm. Oh, I'm here for all this content. This is the content well, that the people pay to listen to. Woo! If well, prime example though, if Apple did it, you'd hear about it all over the place. Oh yeah. Um, Samsung, same thing. I mean, so nobody gets a free pass, especially when you go in claiming you're the best at what you do. So oh, God. Yeah, I mean, because like you said, I I had the Sony WH 1000 XM3s and I called them the greatest noise canceling headphones ever. And yeah, they you were. You even turned Marquez onto those. Yeah, I, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm the one who convinced MKBHD to buy a pair, and he agreed with me. So, Sony has been coming at their neck for a while, and then Bone comes out and releasing some these uh the N uh, the NC seven hundred, and we got I think even Marquez said something about it. I think uh, Judner said something about it. Lou and you, all of you all said the app was just it, just, it was just trash. It wasn't ready, it, and it would be fun if the headphones didn't have to rely so much on the app. But Bose made these where you have to have that app. You have to sign into this stuff. Right. So there's, there's no way around it. Right. You even have to create an account to use the headphones. It's like, what, right. what is that? Yeah. That's... Yeah, that, that's crazy. So if you weren't doing audio videos on YouTube, what type of YouTube video would you be doing? Um, I'm really into pretty much anything tech. I would love to cover all kinds of different tech. And that goes from uh, just computer stuff, laptop. I, I love portable devices, um, laptops, surfaces. I know how you feel about this, the fold. <laughs> um, I love stuff like this. But the bad thing about it is, one, you've got people that gets this stuff way too early. So it's kind of hard to compete with, you know, people like Marquez, who he's he has products weeks or months before they even come out. And... It, and the way YouTube's algorithm is, even though I try not to, I try not to gauge my channel at all, trying to worry about algorithm, but it's hard not to notice when you're doing earbud videos and they're all doing really good. And then you try to sneak in another kind of video. And then it's like, YouTube is going, wait a minute, we're going to bury that one. We don't want people to see that. You right. just do what you need to do. Stay, stay right here in your lane. 
So it's it's kind of frustrating, but I'm going to try to take the approach to at least do one video I want to do every week and, and just see how it goes. Because people that worry about the algorithm, then you're not running your channel. You're letting YouTube run your channel and you're going to end up being miserable. Listen, man, you know, you know me. I've got a goal of hitting 100K on the main channel this year, and I'm going to do that by niching down into more Apple focused content. Yep. But there is no way in hell every video that I make from here until the end of the year is going to be about Apple. I you can't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't. I, I mean, can't, I can't do it. Then you would absolutely hate doing this. Then you would always feel obligated to cover Apple all the time. Then you could end up hating Apple stuff. It, it really can make you affect. It, it can have an effect on what it is you actually enjoy. So yep. just just keep doing what you enjoy. That's what I try to tell people. Um, cause, and try not to look at it ever like a job, mm-hmm. even though now it, it is a lot of different people's jobs. But I think once you start to look at it that way, it really can affect how much you, you, you just, you won't enjoy it anymore. Exactly, man. This is my fourth podcast this week. I just put on my third actual regular video tonight, man. Yeah, I'm having a blast, man. Yeah. You've been on fire. And then the I, guests that you're getting. Dude. Like, like I, mean, I said earlier before you came on, like it's like the YouTube gods have been like opening up to me this week. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. We, let's do it. Just just keep riding it. That's I'm just rolling. Right? I'm yeah. just rolling. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I like I said, this is the seventh piece of content this week alone. I put out this podcast tonight and I'm I'm having fun, man. I'm having a blast doing what I do. So you make a good point when you say you need to enjoy what you do, because if you don't enjoy what you do, then you get miserable. Yeah. You, you start to think about other things and it's just not it's not what you just kind of get away from what brought you to the dance in the first place. So definitely remember what you love and do what you love. Then, it, then it would just be like being at any other desk and a nine to five job. Right. Uh, you're doing what somebody else wants you to do and you're just miserable. Yep. So mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I agree, man. I agree. Mm-mm. But like I said, even though I'm covering mostly Apple content this year, I'm not doing all Apple content. I mean, we got the Chicago auto show coming up where I got media credentials. I'm going to cover that. I don't care. I'm taking so, away from the Apple stuff and I'm good. I, I see you keep talking about that. What are you excited about seeing there? Okay, so I have not been to the Chicago Auto Show since 2011. And with all the technology that is starting to merge with automobiles and automobile tech, I mean, good Lord, we got electric vehicles all over the place. We got like just different tech that they're using in these cars. I mean, you were at the, uh, you probably saw the Sony car and the, Mer- I did. And, the yeah. uh, and the Mercedes Avatar. And I mean, cars are just getting crazy and then of course we got tesla out there killing the game so i'm looking forward to all of it at the auto show i'm looking forward to all of it i'm thinking it's also getting to a point i could be wrong but i think people because of cell phones hitting their peak in my Mm -hmm. opinion that it leaves it where people are looking for something else to get excited about and so uh the automobile industry especially because they're cramming so much tech into it i think is going to be like the next you know, cell phones, even though it's not going to be as affordable. But I, I think that's where a lot of people are going to be interested in. Yeah, And that makes sense because, like I keep saying, we are a mobile centric people. We are on the go a lot. Yeah. And where do a lot of us spend our time when we're mobile? In our cars. So it right. only makes sense that tech moves into the automobile. And I think we're starting to see the proliferation of tech into the automotive space. And it's very exciting to me. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. But like I just said, you were at CES 2020. I think you went uh, via one more. So tell us about your experience this year at CES. It was, well, it was my first CES. So I have absolutely nothing to compare it to. Um, I kind of, I'm going to sound like everybody else. So I think like the best part about it was meeting 
everybody, whether it's creators like like we're talking now, but we've never met. Right. Um, so I met El Jefe. I met Travis. I met, you know, Jason from Painfully Honest Tech, Zach, and then like new guys like Tech 702. Like there's so many people that I, I got more from just meeting them. Um, but it was also cool to meet a lot of the companies like we, you know, you're emailing back and forth and actually um, meeting people face to face. But I still um, just to see the tech, I'm still a I'm a nerd that likes to just go through Best Buy and look at stuff. So this was like that times a thousand. So I even went by Best Buy in Vegas. Somebody even was like, all right, you're at CES and you're making, you went out to Vegas and still went to Best Buy. I, I just, I love tech, man. I just, so I heard something. So I need to get your input as to whether or not this actually happened out there in Vegas. Okay. I heard that El Jefe went Hollywood on it, man. I heard that he was all popular and people were asking for pics and things like that. Is he really that popular out there? Was he was he going Hollywood on us like that, man? Well, you see him with the shades on all the time. <laughs> but I got I gotta call him out for that. He he's doing that because he is straight up Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I he's he's the most down to earth guy I think I've ever met. He's as as chill as as he is online. I mean, I think you've met him in person. I have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he doesn't seem to be excited, but he's excited to be there. Um, he just, I don't know. It's hard It's hard to explain El Jefe, but <laughs> the sunglasses fit him perfectly. I, I thought about putting sunglasses on just for this podcast, just so I, <laughs> just so I can be cool like you guys. <laughs> Man. Hey, but actually, ever- I, I have to point this out, because mm-hmm. we were around Zach from uh, Zach Talks Tech. Yep. He's out there. And I made a joke about it, but he is selling himself to these, like he's reaching out to companies, handing out cards and, you know, he doesn't care what's going on. He doesn't care if they're on their coffee break, he's going to sit down and we're going to, we're going to talk business right now. Like he is a straight up, he is a straight up business guy. He, I see that he popped up in the chat here. He knows what I'm talking about. And the thing is like, if you're around him, He'll just start out of nowhere. So you kind of have to just kind of slide out of the frame and <laughs> let him do his thing. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Mr. Anderson from The Matrix. All been in time. I believe that. I believe that. But yeah, I thought it was kind of funny when I heard about El Jefe going all Hollywood, taking all the pictures with all the brands and things like that. Everybody wanted a picture with El Jefe. I'm like, let me see what Game can't say about that because you all were together. So let me see what he says about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he, he he's low profile that that's he doesn't like i don't I, as far as i can tell he's not trying to get any attention but it's it's hard not to know who el jefe is he's out there on all the chats and everybody's channel like he's one of the biggest supporters everybody has there is a reason why that man is my head of security because he is legit yep legit man so i'm hoping to have this experience myself one day but you were in or you were at the uh being sponsored by one more so how what is it like to be like completely brand sponsor for like a trip or an event like that um i don't again i don't have anything to compare it to but i guess the way they look at it is this they have this new product coming out and then they see what you know like my channel is capable of when it comes to audio um and even what we've done for products in theirs in the past because they were able to see after a video of mine went up it drove a lot of traffic to their channel so with this new active noise canceling earbud that they have coming out. They wanted um, me and El Jefe to come out and do like a meet and greet 
um, also kind of demo the product to people, but also be able to shoot footage because I did a CES video where I kind of showed footage of the booth. Um, but really, it was just to be able to be there and try out a lot of their new stuff. And and that earbud still doesn't come out until next week. So mm. it's a company just preparing for a product that they're hoping really takes off. But the experience was awesome to be able to just fly in, show up to a hotel where everything's booked. I don't go. I didn't go into CES like committing myself to a bunch of meetings because it was my first one. I wanted to just. I don't like to plan anything. <laughs> I like to just always just show up, just go, just do and kind of experience things that way. And I think that's the best way to experience CES. I think if you tie yourself up with meetings, then it just again, I don't like anything to feel like a job. Right. But it was it was fun. Um, we I, m- me or Jeff wouldn't have done it if the product was bad. And the product's incredible. So it just it all lined up like it worked out great. So like I said, I've never experienced this like this. So I'm pretty much living vicariously through you right now. But so is it like like you you get on a plane, like when you get off the plane in Vegas, do they like have a car waiting for you or how does that work exactly? No, I mean, for this one, it's really just um, like the hotel and the CES tickets itself. I actually brought my wife. So she was with me the whole time. But and every company does it differently. Some mm-hmm. some will, you know, have somebody meeting you there off the plane with the little sign that says <laughs> Viper. <laughs> you know, come this way. Um, but it wasn't like that. We um, got off the plane, had to find our own car to get to the hotel. But the hotel's taken care of. We had um, one more had shirts. They gave my wife a, the one more teddy bear. Uh, they took care of us. But, you know, you're pretty much on your own just to kind of you're not on their schedule. You just do what you want to do. Right. So. So what yeah. was the what was the coolest piece of tech you saw at the uh other than the gigantic NBA Jam arcade machine, um, oh, I thought that. Yeah. it was huge. You had to take a little staircase to get <laughs> up there. The joystick was like this big. You had to hold it like it was crazy. Um, <laughs> the coolest piece of tech I saw, because everybody's talking about the foldable screens and the phones, the company Clear, who does audio stuff, they were working with the company Royal, which Royal's the one that makes the folding screens. Uh, they were the first one to release the folding phone. So they right. have a smart speaker coming out that mm-hmm. there is a screen that wraps around the speaker. And so like whatever weather or if you're watching a music video or whatever, this screen is showing on the device the whole time. And this, the speaker looks like it's just floating. So it doesn't look like it's sitting on the base and the controls on the top just look like they're kind of hovering over it. It's, it's probably the most futuristic thing I saw at CES. And for me being an audio person, like that caught my attention. But that, if you look it up, it's the clear Mirage. But then I saw the price tag and I was like, there's no way in hell. So <laughs> it's a speaker. I think it was it's eight or nine hundred dollars. Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Oh, and here I am complaining about the home pod being three hundred somehow. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this this makes the home pod look like a, an Altec Lansing little cheap speaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too funny so um did you get a chance to go to any of the cef parties um i went to we actually got invited to different ones and i one thing i got to go to i guess it, it was considered a party but it's really not but razor opened up a brand new store in vegas mm-hmm. so we got invited to the open house Ooh. event thing that they were doing 
So it was really cool to see that. Um, we were invited to Sennheiser's. The, they did a 70, 75 year anniversary thing. Uh, every party we went to was more like low key. It wasn't out there hanging with uh, Marquez and Mr. Mobile and all that. So, but that's, that's kind of how I like it. I'm, it's the weirdest thing. I'm, I'm, I guess like most tech YouTubers, kind of an introvert. I don't like to be out in the middle of all that. <laughs> so I feel safe in my little room in here. I got you. Okay, okay. So you have one of the more interesting names on YouTube. So I'm curious. I, I think I heard you talk about this recently in a video, but for my listeners, how did you come up with Gamesky? <laughs> okay, at the time, it made complete sense. The original concept behind the channel, I, I'd still always planned on doing tech stuff, but it was going to be a gaming channel because mm -hmm. um, I watched a lot of like PewDiePie, Cinnamon Toast Ken, stuff like that. And I was like, all right, if PewDiePie can do this, I could do this. And uh, it's not that easy. <laughs> um, I did some gaming stuff. Wasn't easy. So the name, the game part of Gameski comes from gaming. But I'm a huge graffiti artist uh, or the graffiti artist Banksy, huge fan of his. He's been around a long time um, and I'm a big fan of art in general. So I wanted to tie gaming in with Banksy and that's how Bank uh, Gameski came out, which still doesn't match up or make sense. But it's stuck to this point. It stayed around this long. So I can't change it now. <laughs> so I'm kind of no, stuck with it. And it doesn't apply to the channel, but I guess you can. People will learn it and will associate it. For the longest time, people thought it was GameSky. But now that I'm doing ad reads and marketing stuff where they're using coupon codes with my name, I have to say my name so people are actually hearing it now. Right, right. So you recently made the jump to becoming a full-time YouTuber tech content creator. So how is that going for you so far? It's been awesome, actually. Um, I was a little worried at first i guess anytime you're taking that leap from you know that stability of a full-time job and benefits and all this stuff and there's always that with youtube you're just unsure like you don't know anything could change at any time but like day one from doing this full-time it immediately made me and my wife question why we didn't do this a long time ago <laughs> um i think the timing just worked out but being able to wake up and just focus on your channel where, you know, before when you're working a full-time job, you work all day, you come home and what time you do have, you'll spend all night working on videos or even the weekend. So like you pretty much don't exist to the people around you. You don't exist to your family because your focus is always working. Cause I was, that's the only way you can handle it. So when you have the ability, like right now, I get up, I work on videos. Everybody's at school. My wife's at work. I don't work on videos on the weekend. And so like, I actually exist again. Like I'm at home <laughs> and I'm able to do things. And like my kids have all kinds of stuff going on. So to be able to be at everything without, you know, feeling like, cause before if I show up to something, I'm thinking, well, crap, I could be working on a video. Like I don't have to think about things like that. Right. So I'm curious, like I said, you just became a full-time YouTuber, tech content creator, but do you remember the moment that you knew? And what I mean by that is the moment that you knew that the channel could be something more than what you originally intended. Um, I would say, and my wife actually pointed this out, 
because I never really thought about it. But there was a time when I actually, and I did a video on it a long time ago, but I had lost my job that I was at for, you know, 10 years. Mm. And it was just because they decided to get rid of that department. They were just downsizing. And so it put me in a point to try to figure out, all right, what is it that I, that I want to do? Cause even with losing my job, I still focused on keeping YouTube going, but it allowed me to realize like I could do this every day and I enjoy doing this every day, but I didn't enjoy waking up going to work for somebody else every day. Right. So to be able to just, and I recommend it obviously for anybody, if you ever get the chance to be able to just not work for somebody else, because you go to work every day. If you do something spectacular one day or you do something not so spectacular the next day, like just like that, they can get rid of you. Or if you're doing something great, somebody else is making all this money because you did something right. Yep. Why not be responsible for what you bring in? And so it, it's just, it was that time though. It was me losing my job that allowed me to be able to focus on, let me do this. Cause then I don't have to rely on anybody. Okay. So let me, let me revert it then. What was the moment as far as the channel that you knew that you could possibly blow your channel up? Like, what, can you point back to a particular moment in the channel's history <laughs> that indicated to you that, okay, I might be on to something here? Um, yeah. And it actually wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. I think it really, the main thing, it, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit further. <laughs> but um, in that time of losing my job, I did interviews like with Painfully Honest Tech, but I got interviews with like Austin Evans, kind of like with what you do. And it mm -hmm. made me realize that with talking with them, they started their channel the same way. They struggled for a long time the same way. Like we see these creators now, and we kind of think they immediately have, you know, they started their channel and they had all of this. Right. And there's not, for me anyway, there there wasn't like one thing that just said, okay, now I can do this. But it was seeing that, all right, for all these years, this slow, it's a slow and steady thing. But eventually, like in the last year, it hit a point where it just, it, it blew up. And it's consistently blown up since then. So something in YouTube's algorithm, whatever, it just hit this spot and just kept going up mm. and it's still going up. And I'm just kind of riding that wave. I'm just constantly putting out content. I'm trying not to do anything to screw it up, I guess. <laughs> so speaking of your channel going up and up and up, you are about to approach a YouTube milestone this year. You are going to hit 100,000 subscribers. I'm curious, Mr. Gamesky. <sighs> Do you have any plans once you hit that milestone? I I personally don't. I think I think we're gonna I'm gonna have to do some like huge giveaway. That's always been my thing with hitting milestones. I like to be able to kind of show that I appreciate all of these people that got me to this point, and I like to give back. So I'm gonna have to come up with something pretty big. I may reach out to a lot of the companies that I work with and just do this huge giveaway. I know my family wants. They know I hate surprises and they know I hate parties, but my daughter, my youngest one said, we have to have a party for when <laughs> I hit 100,000. So I don't think there's any way around that. So we're definitely going to have a party and I'm definitely going to have to give away some stuff. Ooh, But yeah, I, I'm thinking we're, 
I'm hoping maybe two months away, maybe okay. two or three months away. Yeah, I like it. The way the rates are going, it won't be too much longer, man. It won't be too much longer. So who are some of your favorite YouTubers on the platform? Uh, there's so many. I I said your average consumer earlier. I'm still I still am a huge fan of his. Flossy has become a huge influence too because he he approaches things kind of like I do where it's not like it's always hu not hustling but it's a grind just constantly put out content. Yeah. Um he doesn't care what people think and I finally have gotten to that point but he's a huge influence on the channel because I love the way he works. Um Jonathan Morrison who is a huge part of why this channel still exists. He's just done some things throughout the years, like uh, shouted out my channel. He's just kind of been there. I don't know. You know how he is. So it's kind of hard to explain that, but he's been great. Oh, yeah. But um, as much as people are down or against unbox therapy, I love watching his content because of uh, his energy and the way he presents products people see him like if you look at him as a reviewer then i could see why like a lot of people might have an issue but if you look at him as somebody that's just trying to present a product to you just show yep. you a product mm -hmm. he is one of the best yeah um but it, there's also people like el ha el jefe your content has been incredible these podcasts i'm telling you stick with this um this i mean obviously go the route of doing apple stuff but you're you're hitting a stride here that i want to see you keep going on but um our boy travis is very entertaining to watch i love watching his content jason from painfully honest tech we go back like way back mm -hmm. um but there's just I, almost any tech people that are out there i love watching as long as they love what they do and you can tell when they don't love it anymore oh yeah yeah, it, it is definitely noticeable. Mm -hmm. I keep telling people, like, you really need to have to be aware of how you come across on video because body language speaks loudly, even it's through video. Huge. If you come on, I, you can talk. Like, if you came on, you know, all excited and stuff, but then you just kind of sat here, <laughs> nobody, nobody would give a shit. Like, that's, it, you have to watch. And I'm not saying, and, and this goes back to Austin Evans. He gave me some good advice because, you know, he's over the top, like excited in the way he does his video. So I asked him, do you feel like you have to be that way? And he said, no, you just you're still yourself, but you just know that you have to turn it up just a little bit, because if you're just yourself, that's that's not very entertaining. So I kind of always look at it. And that's why people say that I talk with my hands all the time, because <laughs> that's that's my thing. It looks like. At, I'm at all times doing this. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's as, as, as much excitement as I can show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think somebody, I forget who, I don't know if it was Marquez or Travis, somebody told me uh, this week, like when I went to my intro and I started the podcast, they're like, damn, Viper, you just like turn it on. I'm like, man. Yeah. When you, when a camera goes on, it's, it's go time. I mean, that's it, what it is. <laughs> it is. I mean, this is your show. This is um, obviously when you're, at Starbucks getting a coffee, you don't need to do that to the person ringing you up. <laughs> but as soon as you hit the button to go live, that's this is your time to entertain everybody that's behind that camera. That's yep. That's how I see it. 
Yeah, and that's what people expect. If I came on here being all monotone and like blah blah blah, people would be like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" That's yeah, what, and, and not what we came to see. They would skip you and they'd forget about it. But tomorrow, somebody's gonna say, "You know what? I saw this guy yelling at me like he was the Black Ric Flair. You need to check this guy out." <laughs> <Yeah>, right. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Woo, man! Oh man. So I know you do mostly audio content, but actually, what? phone do you currently have i'm using the fold oh that does that's right yeah um how are you liking the galaxy fold i love it and i do want to say this 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 will at least make you happy because i'm an android person but i came across a deal on the iphone 11 pro max i actually took that to ces with me almost the whole ces video was shot with the iphone 11 Mm -hmm. it's an incredible phone like i'm saying and I've used like the seven, the eight. I've used some here and there. There's there wasn't anything exciting there, but something about the iPhone 11 Pro Max stood out. Like something about it made it a great phone, which now my wife has. But going back to the Galaxy Fold, my opinion on it so far is I love it, but I don't think it's for everybody. <laughs> I love the the tablet aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um just having that ability that ability at any time to just unfold this thing and you have all this real estate to watch a movie or YouTube or whatever. I mean, because if the only part of the phone you were using is this little screen, I mean, most people wouldn't be happy with that. Right. But I get it. And I and I'm like the Mr. Mobile. I I, I really am excited about where this foldable stuff is going. Yeah. It's funny. I was uh who was I? Oh yeah, I was joking with Social No Best this week. I'm like, there's a whole Galaxy Fold army of you all on Twitter, man. You all seem to genuinely love using that phone. It's one of those things that we can talk about it till we're blue in the face. But the only way to really find out how great of a phone or a device or how the future of these things are going is to be able to try it yourself. And the bad thing about that is it's a $2,000 phone. So it's just not something everybody could easily just go out and get and go out and try you know how I am as far as trying to find deals. I was happy. I just stumbled across being able to pick one up for 1100 bucks. So if it were $2,000, I, I probably still wouldn't have it, but I'm glad I picked it up. I do feel like you have to be pretty careful with it, which that would be a red flag for a lot of people. Luckily for me, like my job is sitting at a desk most of the day, so I don't have to worry about it. But if you're out and about all day, this phone wouldn't be for that person. Right. Yeah. You definitely have to take special care of that phone. But like I said, a lot of people seem to be enjoying it. So it's, oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. Samsung is definitely onto something with the Galaxy Fold. Yep. So we are almost at the end of January of 2020, but 2020 is just beginning. So as far as tech go, GameKey, what are you looking forward to most here in 2020? Um, I'm excited about bose's new bose is coming out with new truly wireless earbuds Mm -hmm. finally i really think that sony needs to come out with their new 1000x m4s please where are they i think they have to they better yeah outside of that i think the biggest thing um because for me with phones i'm not there's nothing i'm looking forward to i think pixel needs to do something different. I'm a Pixel fan, but there's nothing to get excited about with <laughs> Pixels. So 
technology wise, I think we're at a point where we just want things to get a little bit better. I don't think we're going to have one thing that just blows us away this year. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. There's a lot of things that are happening that will happen this year in tech that will be very exciting. Oh, and if if Apple, the one device I love with Apple is the iPad Pro. If they could come out with a new one, that that right there I would be excited about. And I think all of us tech people really would. Yeah, I think there there is going to be a new one coming later this year, I do believe. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I'm on board for that one. No doubt, man. No doubt. Woo! So we got about a few minutes left in the podcast. So I figure I'll open it up to questions from the chat. So if any of you all have a question for our guest tonight, now is the time to speak your piece so we can answer your question. I'm just happy we only have one dislike. I saw that Marquez, <laughs> there's something about, I think, it, I think my opinion on that, I think there's a lot of people that were just, that are jealous that you're able to get him on your channel. I know, I, I, I'm sorry, but I see that out there, man. Dude, they they should really be jealous because that was the fourth time he's been on the yeah, channel. That's what to say. He's been here before. <laughs> the fourth time. Like, you're going to be jealous every time he comes here? Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Get over it. And it looks like it's going to keep happening. I, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll be back at some point. He's a hard person to lock down because he's pretty busy, obviously. But he me, usually makes. Me and Floss are getting closer to finally doing something. I have tried everything to get that man back on, on the stream here, but I have not been able to get it done, but hopefully one day. He said, I actually was talking back back and forth with him today. He's been sick since New Year's. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he had the flu or something, yeah. It, he had the flu, but the doctor actually prescribed him children's medicine, and so that's why he didn't recover quickly. He was basically taking nighttime. Interesting, okay. So Michael Pepper says, should Apple bring out on ear and over ear headphones and you AirPod tech and absorb beat. Um, I don't think that's, I don't want to say I don't think it's possible, but I, there's no way they're going to want to kill the beats brand because it's, it's so huge. I think they've talked about doing over the ear headphones, but that idea keeps like getting pushed under the rug. I would like to see them come out with it because if they could come out with some over-the-ear headphones with the AirPod technology and the controls, like I would be excited about that. Yeah. In fact, they had one design that looked like the HomePods on the outside of the headphones. I remember that. Yeah. And that never happened. So. Yep. Zach wants to know <laughs> who's your favorite Canadian and why is it him? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy. I tell you. How did he know it, it's not Bieber? <laughs> 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 what other canadians do we they don't have a lot of people to get excited about because they have nickelback you have celine dion lou <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean hey hey i'm box therapy man oh, there you go there you go is that where linus is from too yeah he's in canada too zach you guys you zach you have competition <laughs> and uh and kanuki yeah Kanuki. oh yeah, Knupsky, yeah oh and uh peter mckinnon in canadian or in canada <laughs> oh yeah all right, so tech for anything, Genki, what is your approach on reviewing a product? Um, I try to approach everything the same, obviously, because the first question you always get is, how does this product compare to the last one that you reviewed? So I always try each earbud the same way with trying it on like a laptop, a PC, you know, an Android phone, an Apple device, because one thing a lot of people aren't aware of is... Google 
well, obviously people are aware that Google and Apple don't play nice, but the YouTube app on Apple devices are almost made specifically to have a lag when you're using Bluetooth devices. Oh, have we talked about this a lot? Yeah. And it's done on purpose. Now, I don't know if it's done on purpose on Google's side or on Apple's side, but somebody's just, it's like having a little pissing match and somebody just doesn't want their stuff to work right. But um, it, I don't know. That's, that's again, why it's kind of important to try it with, try each earbud with as many devices as I can. I think that is a very good way to be. So CH Gadget wants to know, what is your top five test song for testing headphones? Um, I don't have sp- specific songs, but I try to cover different genres. So you have obviously hip hop when you're wanting to see how much bass that you can get out of an earbud. Um, you really want to try metal when you want to see if an earbud is capable of handling all these different things going on because there's some earbuds and headphones. Like if you're listening to something where there's, you know, drums, guitar and bass and this stuff, some headphones and earbuds, like they just can't take it. Like it just sounds muddy or it gets distorted, but then you want to listen to, you know, something that is specifically on a vocalist so that you can hear the tones in a female's voice, the tone in a male's voice. Like none of this is exciting, but you kind of have to cover as much, range as you can but i don't i don't have specific songs yep yep all right you wants to know uh got any high-end headphones yes um sennheisers are that they're probably my favorite brand the one that just got sent to me today that i can't talk about yet it's a i can say that it's on drop like mass drop they have this one company that they worked with and it honestly may be the best Bluetooth pair of headphones, like over the ear headphones I've ever heard. Mm. Um, El Jefe has had his hands on them too. So he knows the ones I'm talking about, <laughs> but I, I get where uh, Genosis is coming from as many earbuds like Bluetooth devices, nothing is ever going to top a great pair of wired headphones, especially open back headphones being able to sit here, like listening on an amp, like there's no way anything's going to compete with that. Oh so, man. If Jason from painfully out of tech were listening to this, he would be smiling so big right now. Oh yeah. I love the direction that all this Bluetooth stuff's going, but I'm still an audio fan first. And I know that there's still a long way from, from getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah see, somebody in the comment said ribbon driver. They, they know which headphones I'm talking about, even though I, I can't say it yet, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, I tend to agree with you and everybody else who says that wired is definitely has a higher fidelity, better sound in wireless. But I mean, wireless. But it's not, it's not convenient anymore. No, you, no, exactly. It's it's not on this fold. It's not on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like that, the headphone jack is, it's gone. It, it's not coming back. I don't think so. It is, it is not coming back at all. No, nope. we just gotta we just gotta deal with it, man. We just gotta deal with it. Pay our respects to the the headphone jack. Let's yeah. see. I think somebody have probably identified that. Yes, I am wearing the Gold Candy Crusher wireless headphones. Yes. Yep. Which still hold up. Still. It's yep. Still great 
a great pair of headphones. People will say, and this is the thing about the audio community. Like I'll talk about how great they are. That's when you have people come in and say, well, it's, that's not accurate bass. It's not true bass. It's something I don't care if it, if it feels good and it sounds good, you can call it whatever the hell you want to. It's just a fun pair of headphones to listen to. Yeah. And that's what I don't want to get to. I don't want to be one of those people that tries to pick apart sound and music so much that you can't enjoy listening to music. I think the problem, though, I think that that is a that's a big thing in all of tech. People are being way more nitpicky than they've ever been before. And if if a product doesn't have every little thing that they want or think that they need, then they want to dump on it. And we should we really got to get out. We got to get away from that. But but on day to day, everyday use, it's not stuff they would even notice. But for some reason in a video, they need to pick it apart because they kind of feel like I'm being told I need to pick this apart. Or if I don't point this out, people will give me credit. It doesn't matter. Like if everybody would approach every video on how they use a device, like the reef, I heard you and Marquez talking about refresh rate on the mm-hmm. screens. Yep. It might not matter to you. So you wouldn't spend, you know, a whole video talking about it because it doesn't apply to you as to where to him it does. I think people just need to talk about what they enjoy about their device or what they don't, but don't feel like you have to talk about something just to please somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I am pretty sure that when I'm doing my review videos, there's a lot of things that I miss and that's okay because I know that there are a bunch of other tech reviews on the platform that will cover the things that I miss and I'm okay with that. Yeah. They'll cover it. I know that it's people don't watch if they watch my video and then they go watch El Jefe, El Jefe probably test tested every battery life test possible <laughs> in his earbuds as to where, I, I don't, but I'll I will guide people to go check out El Jefe's channel because I know he did. Exactly. I mean that comes up, man. That's the cool thing about creators. We take care of each other. We know that oh, yeah. another creator covering something that we may not be covering. We will definitely send you that creator way, no doubt. Yep. Gamekey man, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast for the first time, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. This was I didn't feel like it's been an hour. I know this isn't probably one of been the one of the quickest podcasts I've had, even though it's been practically an hour. Probably because I talk a lot. <laughs> no, I, I think we just had like good natural conversation, and it's been fun think, talking to you, man. Yep. Um, before we get out of here, though, let the people know where they can find you. Um, actually, I, I guess you can call this something to tie in with a sponsor, but dot tech made it easy where if you just go to official tech, it will take you straight to my YouTube channel. And as far as on all the other platforms, if you just search official game ski, all my stuff is like Twitter, Instagram, all that's under official game ski. Did y'all just hear this man sliding that smooth ass ass by? You see that? He did that. He did. He did that. (laughs) And I did it with a smile. So you could just take a picture of that and use it. Yeah. Just, 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 just all types of legit. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Thank For you. Those, no doubt, man. For those of y'all look, uh, watching on the YouTube live stream tonight, thank you very much. I appreciate you all as always. If you super chat tonight, thank you so much. Definitely appreciate you guys support me each and every week. I do this podcast. For those of y'all listening on audio only, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. If you want to follow Gangski, all his information will be in the show notes. So go down there and check him out. If you want to support the podcast in any way, if you're listening on audio only, there will also be links in the show notes for you to do that. So um, it's not required, but anything that you can do is greatly appreciated to support the podcast. So thank you guys for rocking out with me each and every week. Like I said, this has been an interesting week, and we will be back here tomorrow night with uh, XDA developer and Boy Genius. I don't know why people keep arguing with us on Twitter about me calling him Boy Genius, (laughs) but damn it. 
I'm having boy genius himself, Mac Weinbach, on the podcast tomorrow. I don't care if y'all don't think he's a boy genius. I am calling him a boy genius because he's a boy genius. So he'll be on the podcast tomorrow night. Deal with it. But until tomorrow night, people, this your boy, Viper, the man about tech. You know where to find me. So come back for more.